0: Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Francis has been dropping cryptic statements recently about his future as the alleged Pope of the Catholic Church. He could be doing this to see if people against their better judgment start reporting wild rumors about his impending resignation, or he may be getting the faithful who adore him ready for an announcement in the near future that they won't like. None of us knows for sure, but his recent cryptic statements about the 2023 World Youth Day are worth looking at because they come with some other rather strange statements from him that are just typically Bergoglian in nature. All of this is set against the backdrop of a mysteriously empty papal calendar that some suggest without good reason that or with good reason, rather, that Francis may be getting ready to step down. I'm skeptical that we are going to see that happen, but let's set skepticism aside for a moment and look at the claim itself. This was brought to my attention by Robert Nugent, who hosts the YouTube channel De Crevy Determined to be Catholic. He's an Irish Catholic commentator who is one of the good guys in our fight and worth following on YouTube and Twitter if you're interested in that sort of content. He tagged me on Twitter this In this post here that brought something odd to my attention, Francis's calendar is uncharacteristically empty after the month of September. Mr. Nugent asked the basic question to myself and Dr. Marshall and anybody who would respond. Pope Francis still has nothing planned for October to December. Any ideas why his schedule is so empty? My only answer is that I really have no idea, and I personally won't speculate that he's about to step down since I honestly think he'll hang on to power for as long as he can unless he finds a way to handpick his replacement and is certain that his replacement will continue his work. But if you're watching this on YouTube or Rumble, you can see a screenshot of the calendar. You can see the month of September, which may make you ask, OK, <laughs> so so what? But what is unusual is that you can't view his upcoming months for October or beyond. It, the calendar doesn't even give you the option. That's unusual because Francis's time is booked months in advance. Any other time a year, you can look many months in advance and see his schedule. Now, the most simple answer is that he is simply backlogged with with work from the consistory and his staff haven't had time to update his online calendar yet. That may be true. In fact, it's probably true, but the alternative hypothesis maybe is true as well, that he's planning something big that will leave his calendar completely empty because he won't be pope at that time or what the world thinks is pope. Like I said, I'm skeptical about that, but his cryptic remarks to the Catholic press haven't exactly helped things either. Here's the example of that from Catholic World Report. Headline, Pope Francis jokes that either he or John the 24th will attend World Youth Day next year. John the 24th would be a nightmare. Francis nearly chose that as his papal name, according to cardinals close to him, and people usually choose the name of their papal predecessor in homage to them. What he said here isn't helping with that speculation either. From the article, quote, the next World Youth Day, less than a year away, Pope Francis has promised that a pope will be in attendance, but joked that it may be Pope John the 24th. Pope Francis told CNN Portugal in a television interview that aired on September 4th that he plans to attend the 2023 World Youth Day, the largest international Catholic youth gathering scheduled to take place in Lisbon next year. I plan to go. The Pope is going to go, either Francis or John the 24th, but the Pope is going, he joked. The quip was made after months of speculation in the media, the 85-year-old Pope could be close to retirement. Pope Francis told journalists on his return from Canada in July that he is quote-unquote open to the possibility of retiring if it discerns that it is God's will, end quote. He may be joking. Francis has a history of showing that he has a sense of humor, which I really don't hold against him. You can see from this silly gif on the screen that he has a sense of humor. But joking about a papal vacancy isn't something that should be joked about really either, especially after appointing an illegal amount of cardinals that could participate in the next conclave if one of those were to happen in the next two to three months. The legal limit, according to canon law, is 120 cardinals of participating age. And there are now 135, and it has been pointed out that a, good, a fair number of the participants now will be retiring within the next year. That limit, though, was set by John Paul II in a modo proprio, and Francis could himself lift the limit if he wanted to with another modo proprio, or he could do worse. But he hasn't. If he doesn't take action, and then should he suddenly die, there would likely be chaos at a conclave if the legal limit was still exceeded. But that's just a hypothetical. At this time, with people reading his statements and listening to rumors as signs of his imminent stepping down, the number of cardinals at present that would participate is a violation of canon law, if 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 one of these things were to happen in the next month. But the other statements from Francis about World Youth Day are strange and, frankly, cringe-inducing. Apparently, we cannot speak to younger Catholics about the faith in ways that are traditional in any way. Not because... Francis and his personal animosity towards all things traditionally Catholic, but because he thinks people aren't capable of understanding the traditional language of the church. It's a rather condescending attitude to have towards the young, if you ask me. And it does explain some of his animosity towards traditional Catholicism more broadly. I mean, but check out these statements for yourself. They are kind of strange. Quote, speaking about World Youth Day, Pope Francis said, When you go to a meeting with young people, you have to be prepared to listen to another language. Young people have their own language, and that comes from their own culture because there is a youth culture. And that also comes from their own creativity, he added. We must speak with the youth language. They have their culture and a progressive language that goes forward, right? So you, you have to listen to them in their way of interpreting things and answer to them in ways that they can understand. I cannot answer a young person facing a difficulty with an old theology book. They won't understand. You have to answer them in a language that they understand and according to the experiences they are living, right? End quote. Uh you know, there's a funny thing about old theology books. Most of them, at least the very good ones, are written for normal people to understand, at least the most important ones were anyway. Yeah, St. Thomas Aquinas' Summa Theologia is a complex document, but you'll see that the formatting is in a question-and-answer format that lends itself to simplicity, with complexity growing over time as the questions get more complex. And much of the content of those books is at least on a surface level accessible to a reasonably literate person, and a teacher of the faith should be able to read these complex things and then answer them in plain language. So unless Francis thinks that the young are illiterate or not capable of listening to normal language, I don't see a problem. You know, you should be worried any time you see someone with any position of authority in the church using language like lived experience, like our secular so-called betters do. That's pure relativism, and it's the language of the false gospel of the world. It's something we're used to hearing at this point, some variation of the world's false gospel and this relativization of the faith to personal experiences. But the lived experience language of the world has one thing in common with modernism. Modernism has this idea called vital imminence, which is sort of central to the modernist program. And it's this belief that faith can be boiled down to personal experience, relativized to the lived faith experience of the individual believer. It's pure modernism. And here Francis is sort of invoking it in a soft way. In fact, he might be doing it in a way that's speaking the language of the young since he's just advocating the speaking the language of the young, you should always be wary of when modernists start relativizing the faith in any way, including down to the most basic experiential level. It's not a good argument in favor of the apostolic mass, by the way, to say, I prefer the apostolic mass. That's not why most traditionalists go. It has nothing to do with personal lived experience or any of those things. It's because the effect of, The Apostolic Mass on the Faithful versus the New Mass is demonstrable. There's even raw data to back it up. But Francis here is invoking a personal lived experience in defense of his idea. That should definitely cause eyebrows to be raised and people to be on their guard. But imagine this nightmare scenario. A Pope, either the successor of Francis or Francis himself, setting aside any debates about whether he's even Pope or not at the moment, Using a language that the elderly Roman curial cardinals think younger people are using in everyday speech to communicate Catholic theology, or more likely modernist theology, if we're being completely honest with ourselves. That image is as cringe-inducing as this. What you're seeing on your screen for those watching is Cardinal Tagle, who is the front runner to replace Francis, according to most, most uh, people in the know. There he is rapping and dancing to modern hip-hop, and I had to pull the audio off of it for copyright reasons. And again, he's the front runner for the papacy. He's considered Papa Bile by a significant number of cardinals. And what he's doing is scandalous, to put it mildly, and this happened at a World Youth Day. And it's embarrassing to watch. I felt just embarrassed for him to watch it. The how-do-you-do-fellow-kids meme is a classic for a reason. It implies when someone or a group tries to take, fake their way to relevancy. Modernism isn't relevant to the lives of the young. That's why the parishes are emptying out and why traditional parishes are full. Young people who are still open to the faith crave orthodoxy and authenticity. Speaking to the kids in their own language will be an embarrassing failure if the Francis Vatican tries to do this in any real way. But having a successful outreach to young Catholics isn't something they're frankly all that interested in anyway. They pay a lot of lip service to it, but they're not all that interested in practice. And we know that because Francis keeps slamming traditional Catholics, whose parishes are skewed heavily towards the young for the most part you don't believe me, go to any traditional parish and you'll see a much younger demographic on average than the typical diocesan parish. I know there are exceptions, of course, that there are traditional parishes that are having trouble attracting anyone, but that's a different problem. But as I said a moment ago, young people who have any shred of the faith hunger for orthodoxy and stability in the faith. And that's why they're at those parishes. They find that in the apostolic mass, not in places where the mass is offered by guitar-strumming priests preaching a gospel that sounds suspiciously like the false gospel of the secular world. And that might be why Francis isn't going to attempt to reach out to younger Catholics in a way that'll work. That false gospel of the world is his false gospel, too. So I gotta ask, what do you think of Francis' statement that he may not go to World Youth Day 2023, that instead Pope John XXIV may go? Is that just bluster and humor from him that is just feeding this rumor mill? Is he admitting to something more? We should all just take notice. How about his language about speaking the language of the young and how they can't possibly understand the language of classical theology? Let me know in the comments. Please like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help as is sharing these messages on social media. That helps a lot as well. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.